I said, united we stand, and God we trust. There is no fear. United we stand, and God we trust. There is no fear. United we stand, and God we trust. There is no fear. There is no fear. There is no fear. There is no fear. It is time. It is finally time for the inaugural podcast of Winning Streak Weekly. I'm your host, Jason Nall at Real Jason Nall on Twitter, uh, and I'm here to talk a little bit about the wide, wide world of sports betting. Based out of Cleveland, Tennessee, right here in the heart of the Mid-South, we're going to put a show together for you every single week. We're going to look for bettable actions. We're going to look for insights. We're going to talk through the week that was and talk about the week that is and the upcoming weekend. Going to get ready for sports action. So this is actually our third year of doing a program, but this is our very first podcast episode. Uh, Prior to Winning Streak Weekly, you might have heard of Null or Nothing. So Null or Nothing was our uh, debut program. We uh, had Null or Nothing on a YouTube channel and Null or Nothing on WNWS uh, TV, WNWS.com. And then also Null or Nothing Audio was broadcast on 101.3 The Buzz right here in Cleveland, Tennessee on Drive Times on Thursdays. We have uh, made a decision to go with a rebranding. Uh, the show's about more than just me, I guess. So it's no longer null or nothing. Now we are Winning Streak Weekly. And the whole idea behind the name Winning Streak Weekly, if you were a fan of null or nothing and you're a follower of our YouTube channel, maybe you tuned in on 101.3 The Buzz, you know that we were always looking to catch that next wave of winning. And many times, many, many times, your best months, your best weeks in sports gambling uh, are very streaky. You get hot and you get cold. There's winning streaks and there's losing streaks. And when you get on those winning streaks, sometimes you're just hot and you feel like they'll never, ever end. And you can cha-ching, cha-ching, bring in uh, some bankroll. You can just do it, man. You can bring that bankroll in when you get on a hot winning streak. Yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. You can bring it right in. But those losing streaks, man, when they happen, they happen fast. And it's just as hard, if not harder, to get off a winning streak, losing streak, than it is to start a winning streak. Those losing streaks, they take your soul steal your heart so we're all about trying to start and maintain winning streaks on this program that's right winning streaks weekly 
So our new name, Winning Streaks Weekly. Uh, let's talk about the handles and how you can find us. Uh, first off, we're a weekly program. We talk about our big wins, our losses, and our plans on this program. But if you want the majority of our picks on games, you want to see the majority of the plays we're making day in, day out, you got to follow that Twitter handle. And uh, we're going to place my plays on our show Twitter handle, and that's at WStreakWeekly. Twitter handle, at WStreakWeekly. So be sure to like and follow that Twitter handle, and you can catch our plays day in and day out. Uh, and we'll be the first to tell you, hey, we are not uh, the end-all, the be-all when it comes to sports gambling. You've got to do your own research. But myself, I've got 35 years of experience. Our contributors who are on uh, with us throughout the, throughout the weeks uh, Big Daddy C1000, 35 years experience as well. And then we have a little bit of a greenhorn. Our producer uh, of the program is Badlands Brandon. Badlands Brandon, new to the game, kind of gives you a fresh, new, green perspective on gambling. And sometimes that helps to have somebody who's not maybe uh, so entrenched and, and tarnished through the years and a little bit wet behind the ears, and that's what Badlands Brandon is to our program. But Badlands also, he's the Sir Mix-a-Lot of Winning Streak Weekly. So while I do the content and focus on the weekly outline of our program, Badlands Brandon, as well as being a time-to-time contributor, he is our producer. And so behind the scenes, Badlands Brandon will get our podcast ready and out to the world. We'll also upload our video on YouTube. So our YouTube channel, let me tell you that, Winning Streak Weekly. And then the handle for that is the same as the Twitter handle, at WStreakWeekly. Now on that YouTube channel, Winning Streak Weekly, you can catch all the former uh, episodes under the name Null or Nothing. Three seasons worth of episodes there. Uh, so you can just uh, play those episodes until your heart's content. They're forever library there on our YouTube channel. Uh, but this, this episode, today, you've caught it. The very first podcast of Winning Streak Weekly. I'm going to run it myself today. You've just got your host, Jason Nall, here, and that's okay. Uh, it's, the, it's a great time of year to launch a program. I've got the uh, Grizzlies and the Lakers going in the background here tonight uh, as, as we record. Early on in the, uh, it's an elimination game for Memphis. Uh, early on in this game, Lakers up 3-1 in the series, but Memphis has a five-point lead. Just a little past midway through the first quarter. We'll keep an eye on that. And we will talk a lot of NBA tonight as the playoffs are in motion. Some teams have already uh, taken care of business and moved on to the second round while other teams are trying to close out tonight. we got three elimination games as we tape tonight. Um, we did go ahead and post some plays on our Twitter handle. So at Winning Streak Weekly, we've got a play up tonight. We like um, the Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, minus 235 on the money line. But we parlayed that with another favorite. I think it's going to be a night of favorites tonight uh, with Milwaukee, the Bucks, laying 12 points. Uh, it's a one-unit parlay. 
So uh, one unit parlay up on the Twitter handle. We'll see how we do with that. We posted our first Twitter play last night for our new program, Winning Streak Weekly, uh, and it did not fare out so well. We had Russell Westbrook to record a double-double at minus 135. Westbrook shot it 100 times to get 14 points, but he didn't pass it enough, and he didn't get enough rebounds. We just fell below that line on the rebounds, eight, and on the assists, eight. So that very first ever bet we placed, uh, or at least that we posted, on our new at winning streak weekly certainly didn't start a winning streak for us. It was a loser. <laughs> Nothing worse than the first post on a new Twitter page about sports gambling to be a loser. A big fat loser. Thank you, Russell Westbrook. Uh, but anyway, it was an elimination game last night um, for Los Angeles. Not the Lakers, but the Clippers. Uh, lots of injuries on the Clippers at the Suns. We felt like Russell Westbrook was going to have to do everything, but all he did was shoot. And he only got 14 points after all those shots. So that was a loser. Let's hope that we start that winning streak tonight. And we're going to start it with the Milwaukee Bucks laying 12 points and parlay that with the Cleveland Cavaliers on the money line, minus 235. That's our Twitter play that's up today. Uh, a couple of other Twitter handles you need to be aware of. Our contributors at Big Daddy C1000, Big Daddy C, a uh, longtime friend of mine, uh, comes on the program often. And he and I have great banter and great respect for each other when it comes to uh, sports betting. Uh, you want to follow his Twitter handle and see Big Daddy C1000's play. So his Twitter handle, real simple, at Big Daddy, letter C, 1000. Big Daddy C's, he's got a play posted tonight on there, too. He likes the Grizz over. They better get to scoring because right now, yeah, it's okay. It's on an overpace. Uh, the Grizz over in this Lakers-Grizzly game, and he also put it with my bucks laying the 12. That's up on his Twitter handle. And finally, Sir Mix-a-Lot, uh, our producer, at Badlands Brandon on Twitter, at Badlands Brandon. So you want to hit us up? You want any questions? You want any certain things for us to discuss on the podcast weekly? Be sure to let us know on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. And our show, one more time, Twitter handle, at Winning Street Weekly. Okay, we're going to grab a quick break, and uh, we'll come right back, and we will get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, yo, business owners, need an inflation buster? Okay, let's get after the ridiculous credit card processing fees you are paying. Call me. Jason Nall, your advanced merchant services local agent. I help businesses retain a higher percentage of each and every sale. Call 423-424-8002. That's 
424-8002. Call AMS. Call Jason Nall. Welcome back. Hey there, it's Jason Nall, and you have caught the inaugural podcast or radio airing of Winning Streak Weekly, the show we're all about, riding that next winning wave, piecing together win after win after win, and putting killer streaks together. Uh, This time of year, those streaks come via NBA basketball, Major League Baseball. Next week, we'll take a hard look at the Kentucky Derby, all that first Saturday in May, and those run for the roses. Uh, There is XFL. There is USFL football going right now, but I'll be honest, you can't learn it all. You can't play it all. Two new sports, really, for me, and my brain thinks football from August until February. Now I've moved on to uh, to the NBA playoffs, and that's where my biggest focus is. However, however, we're looking at that baseball card every single night. Um, a couple of things to talk about before we get to the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, why are you wanting to listen to this podcast? Let me tell you. You've got a, a couple of grizzled veterans here and myself and Big Daddy C. We've kind of got the uh, – up-and-coming voice of Badlands Brandon, but, you know, our track record, track record speaks for itself. Let's just talk about our track record since the apps became legal in Tennessee just uh, about three years ago. You know, I look at DraftKings more than anything else. A FanDuel would be a close second, BetMGM uh, a third. Uh, but the key is you want to have a couple of those apps on your phone, one, to take advantage of the new player specials that are available. Uh, and two, so you can shop around for odds because odds are always going to be a little bit different from shop to shop. And if you have a couple of options there, you can maximize uh, your potential when it comes to the odds. But let's take a look back at 2022. Uh, right here on this program, uh, we talked about the Survivor plays for the March Madness contest hosted by DraftKings. and your host, Jason Nall, I knocked it out. I got it down. Won the 22 DraftKings March Madness Survivor Pool. Got back on it in the NFL this year. Uh, won the March, I mean, the DraftKings Second Chance Survivor Pool. Uh, so those pools knocked out by your host, Jason Nall. Uh, if you're talking about some unique plays, some things that maybe uh, – your other shows don't touch on, uh, we're going to give you every possible option out there. There's lots of more things to bet than just the final score of a football game. Uh, There's lots of ways to play. And if you can get in pool play, that's where you're gambling against the other gamblers. Um, Yes, yes, there are sharps all throughout that pool, but we'll teach you how to be a sharp. You can be the sharpest of the sharps. All it takes is putting in a little work paying attention, paying attention to those around you like myself, Big Daddy C, Badlands Brandon, and using that information however you may see best to use. Okay? We aren't going to give you winners every single time. Nobody is. If they, if there was a magic pill and a, a super prognosticator, 
uh, well, one, they probably wouldn't be sharing their plays with the World Wide Web, and uh, they certainly wouldn't be doing podcasts. They'd be uh, rocking and rolling from one casino to the next, getting those plays in. Uh, we're all working to get better at this game. We're all just looking for our next winning streak. Let us be a sounding board for you. Let us um, maybe open your eyes to new opportunities that are out there in the world of sports betting. Uh, but be sure to do your own research. You'll hear us talk about things like one unit, two unit, half a unit. What does that mean? Well, one unit is one betting unit, okay? Uh, and so it depends on the size of your bankroll. Let's just say you saved up $1,000, you had $1,000 discretionary money, uh, you wanted to open up an account with DraftKings, boom. A uh, new account with DraftKings, you, you would get a uh, a match, so you would have $2,000 to uh, to begin play with with DraftKings. You want to utilize those matches, make sure you're checking out the promotions. Um, from there, you've got a uh, $1,000 bankroll, $2,000 with the match, but let's use 1000 for the math. A, a one-unit play would typically be one-tenth of your bankroll. That's $100, okay? No more, no less. Uh, bankroll, you adjust it. You have to reassess it monthly. I look at it monthly. At the end of a month, well, did your bankroll grow or did it shrink or did it completely go away? Then you reassess your bankroll and you maybe leave your units as they are. One-tenth of your original bankroll, one full unit would be a $100 play. Or maybe you increase your unit uh, to to one-tenth of your new bankroll. Those are decisions you have to measure your own risk tolerance here. But at the end of the day, it's all about cash and tickets. And when we talk about making plays, we're going to talk in terms of units. So one full unit play, we're typically talking about $100. It's easy math for all of us. $1,000 is a great bankroll to start with. That's a full unit, $100. A half a unit, you guessed it, $50. All right? Double unit, oh, we love this play. We're going two units, uh, that's $200. Now, I would recommend that you don't go past the double unit. Uh, it's just, this is about staying alive, not going broke, not going dust, reloading as few times as possible throughout the year, and building. And how do we build? We find a winning streak and we ride it. We get hot and we go. And we run with it. Maybe that's when we're increasing to two units when we're hot. But when we're cold, we're not trying to double up and get out. We're just trying to survive that losing streak. That painful, painful losing streak. Oh, no. The car exploded. Oh, no. The car exploded. Yes, it happens. It happens. It blows up right in your face. So when we get on one of those bad, bad, bad losing streaks, uh, all you can do is ride it out. Make small plays until things turn your way. Okay, let's jump into the good, the bad, and the ugly since the last time we met. Well, this would be the first time for many of our podcast listeners uh, that weren't all or nothing fans or weren't on that all or nothing bandwagon. This is our first 
Good, Bad, and Ugly for the Winning Streak Weekly Podcast. Let's start with the good. Let's go with the Phila, Phila, Philadelphia 76ers. Those Sixers got it handled. They swept up the Brooklyn Nets, swept them right out of there. They were supposed to. Uh, Big Daddy C and myself tried to find an angle of how to play that series. We really knew Philadelphia was going to win. Philadelphia was a 9-1 to favorite. Couldn't bet that. We couldn't lay those kind of odds. There just wasn't, wasn't anything to be done there. What we could have done is got plus money on a sweep from Philadelphia, a four-game sweep. But, again, it's hard. It's hard to jump in there and take a four-game sweep when it's professionals playing professionals. But Philadelphia got it done. They moved on. And what's important here is Embiid, who had knee issues, in this series, we're not sure the full extent. Very hush hush there in Phila. Uh, when it comes to Embiid's knee, the um, assumed MVP of the league. But what we do know is he didn't have to play game four, and they still managed to win and close the door on the Brooklyn Nets. And that has given them him over a week. And Philadelphia, the entire team, over a week to get treatment, to rest and get ready for what will be most likely the Celtics in the second round. Uh, They're going to have to have everybody at full force. If Embiid is out and unable to play, at least the rest of the team is rested. So I think Philadelphia taking care of business, uh, being able to not play Embiid in game four, still win it, and allow what's going to end up being a week to 12 days of rest and treatment for those 76ers, while uh, just the opposite, the Celtics, they could not get it done and close out their foe in the Atlanta Hawks at home, up 3-1 to one last night. They uh, led the entire game on Tuesday night, game five of the series, only to choke, to blow it, get outscored 20-3 uh, to three down the stretch by the Atlanta Hawks. And let Trey go off for the Hawks. I mean, if there's one guy, we, you know, hey, he may or may not make make the shots, but you got to cover him because he's the guy they're going to for the Hawks. And, man, oh, man, uh, the Hawks drill a three-pointer late in the game, and the Celtics couldn't answer the bell. The Hawks push it to a game six, and now Celtics have to load up the bus, get on that airplane, Head on back down to the south to Atlanta, see if they can win a road game to close out these pesky Atlanta Hawks. So the rest advantage is definitely going to go to the 76ers. Well, I took the 76ers before the season started to win the East. Uh, I'm a James Harden fan. I really am. Uh, I'm hopeful that he and Embiid can have the magic sauce. Uh, throw in Tyrone Maxey. Uh, who had a big game there at the end of the uh, Brooklyn series. Uh, And I think you got a chance, but every little advantage helps, especially in these playoffs. Getting him beat healthy is a must. And then this extra time is a blessing. Great job by Philadelphia in sweeping Brooklyn and now uh, preparing uh, their bodies, their minds, and their souls for the second round matchup. The bad. College football 
rule changes. Oh my goodness gracious. Did everybody see the rule change this week in college football? They're going to mimic the NFL now where the clock does not stop after a first down. This behind about three years ago when the, when they ended the clock stopping when you go out of bounds. So between the clock stopping when you go out of bounds and now the clock not stopping after a first down, we're going to lose somewhere between 16 and 24 plays per college football game. Why? Why? Because of the TV deals. TV deals run everything. Uh, you know, we can watch every college team, no matter what part of the country we're in. The major teams are always on television, whether it be on their conference network or on the four-letter network or on the major networks. Uh, you can almost always catch every one of your game, your team's games on TV. So TV rules the day. Well, you know, in the NFL, you got your neat little packages. On Sunday, you got your uh, one Eastern games that start, and they're all done by 4.05 Eastern. You got your 4, 4.10 games and your 4.25 games that start. Unless a game went into overtime from those early games, they're wrapped up. It's very much on schedule, very much planned out the timing of those games. Uh, and that sells. You know, you can package it. You know how many commercials you're going to need per game and sell per game. Whereas college, it's kind of all over the place, really, in time. Anywhere from a three-hour game to a four-and-a-half-hour game. Uh, they've changed the overtime rules year in, year out. Now the overtime rules, they can't get to those seven and eight overtimes as easily as they could in the past. And now they've changed the first down rule to go along with the out-of-bounds rule with the clock not stopping. The clock will stop in the last two minutes of each half after a first down but then restart once the ball is set. So that we're going to lose 20 plays a game. Why is it bad? Well, one, I don't want to lose any football. I don't mind college football taking a little bit longer. But here's why it's really bad. Think about all the referee stoppages in a game, all the targeting reviews that take six or seven minutes, all the uh, coaches' reviews. All the scoring reviews. Why didn't we address the referee stoppages, the reviews of plays first? I don't know that that's been addressed at all. If it has, it certainly hasn't been made public. Before we go altering the game and taking plays out of a game, plays is what we want to see. We want to see more plays, not less plays. And then, how about the rule? Uh, how about addressing the players that uh, are coached to fake an injury? You know, Lane Kiffin famously did that against Tennessee, uh, and now a lot of coaches do it. And that takes time away. Uh, that adds time to a game. It takes away from the flow. It adds to commercial breaks, and it's harder for the producers of these college football games to predict uh, when a game is going to end and, and to manage the time slot. These things were much more uh, a problem than, than a few seconds after a first down of stopping the clock and allowing a change to get set and the offense to get back to the line. Those are the things that should have been addressed, not stopping the clock after first down. Please, boo.
No good. Don't like it at all. Bad, 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 bad. And the ugly, the NFL draft stock plummet of C.J. Stroud. One C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Man, he's dropped like a rock in the last, really, two weeks, ten days. Two weeks ago, C.J. Stroud was a two-to-one favorite to be the first pick by the Carolina Panthers. As we sit tonight, C.J. Stroud is plus 1,800 on DraftKings. 18-1 now to be the first pick by the Panthers. What changed? What changed? How do we go from being the two-to-one favorite to be the first quarterback drafted or the first player drafted in the NFL draft upcoming Thursday night to now being 18 to one. Actually behind, behind Will Levis from Kentucky now. He's a third choice. Well, it all comes down to this NFL mental aptitude test that players are required to take prior to the draft. And The scores for C.J. Stroud were leaked. C.J. did not do too well on his NFL IQ test. C.J. scored an 18. uh, And to put that into, um, to put that into uh, comparison, it would be lower than 90% of the quarterbacks in the league. And then rumor has it that Bryce Young and Will Evans both scored over 90 on their IQ test. So the NFL mental aptitude test, if you score 90 or above, there's no guarantee of being a winner. But I can tell you from doing some research on this, you better have scored high. Because it can almost guarantee if you didn't score high, you are not going to be a game-changing quarterback in the National Football League. Um, Mahomes, he scored over 90. Brady, he scored over 90. Manning scored over 90. Josh, the Bills quarterback, over 90. Jameis Winston? Uh, Jameis Winston. (laughs) Not over 90. All right, so you're following my trend here. So they put a lot of weight on this score, and with an 18 by C.J. Stroud, his draft stock has dropped like a rock. Are you going to invest in someone who struggles on an NFL IQ test to be the face of your franchise and their quarterback of the future. Evidently not, at least according to the Las Vegas odds. So let me talk about this mental aptitude test. I decided to check it out. Go learn a little bit more about it. Well, they have changed the test in the format a bit, but I was able to find the format of the test that they used up until about three years ago in NFL. And, you know, our contributor, Big Daddy C1000, and myself, We took that sucker last night. You have 12 minutes to answer 50 questions. 
Well, the time got away from your host, Jason Hall. My first run at it, I made an 11. Yep, an 11. Then the buzzer went off. Okay? I always thought I was a pretty smart guy. I retried it, understanding that if I didn't know a question, not to spend too much long, too long on it because I'd never get through any questions in 12 minutes. The second time, I scored a 29, but I didn't get close to finishing either time. My 29, by the way, was the same score as a red rifle, uh, Andy Dalton, they said. And my 11 was the same score as running back Leonard Fournette from LSU. So I'm going to tell you, it's not, you know, there were easy questions on there, especially that second time when I was skipping the harder questions uh, that I knew would take me a long time to give a good shot at. I mean, there were some easy questions, but there were some hard questions too. If you didn't manage your time, you were in trouble. Big Daddy C, he scored a 19 on it. He only took it once. So he beat my first time on it. But I had told him to be careful of the time. Big Daddy C, he scored a 19. We think we're pretty smart guys. And we struggled with it. So what does that tell you? Hey, the test is legit. Don't laugh at somebody for not doing well on that test. It's hard. And B, Bryce Young and Will Levis, they're smart guys. Uh, and you do need to be a smart guy to be a quarterback in the National Football League. One other thing to add as we talk about the top pick and the quarterbacks in Thursday's NFL draft, Reddit, you know, the Reddit army out there that moves stock prices and uh, occasionally uh, moves betting markets. Well, they were on this. Will Levis was reported to be the first pick from an insider who did not list his source or his name on Reddit. And all of a sudden, the Reddit Army said, well, I can't live with this if he's right. And so they were all putting 25 at 40 to 1 on Will Levis, drove his odds down to currently Will Levis is only 18 to 1. 25 at 40 to 1, you got a smooth 1,000 if the Carolina Panthers shocked the world and take Will Levis. That was driven by the old Reddit Army. Reddit. I wish that Reddit Army would say, hey, we got, you got to listen to this null guy. You've got to listen to this winning streak weekly so you can get an edge on sports gambling. I wish they'd start that army and we could pick, get this podcast up in the air super duper fast. The good, Philadelphia, sweeping them. The bad, college football now choosing to run the clock, except for inside of two minutes in the halves after first downs. And the ugly, the NFL draft stock plummet of Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. We're going to grab a commercial break. We will come back and talk about the NBA playoffs. You've caught Winning Streak Weekly. Hey, yo, business owners. Tired of watching your profits go out the door with ridiculous credit card processing fees? Call me, Jason Nall, your advanced merchant services local agent. I help businesses retain a higher percentage of each and every sale. Call 423-424-8002. That's 423-424-8002. Call AMS. Call Jason Nall.
Welcome back. Winning Streak Weekly, your podcast about the wide, wide world of legal sports gambling. I'm your host, Jason Law. If you're joining us on 101.3 The Buzz, Cleveland, Tennessee, hey, this is the old Nall or Nothing program, but we have refreshed, we have recharged, we have rebranded. It is now Winning Streak Weekly, where we are always looking to start that next winning streak and maintain it. Because winning and cashing tickets, oh, that is what That's right. That's that little sound you feel in your heart and your head when you're walking to the window to cash that ticket. I told you in the first segment, you want to follow our Twitter handles. That's at WStreakWeekly, at WStreakWeekly, where we post our show plays uh, every time we put them out. Every time we make some plays, we put our best ones up for you. Uh, So follow that Twitter handle because our plays are going up uh, most every night. And then our contributors at Big Daddy C1000 on Twitter, Big Daddy C1000. He'll post his plays for you to take a look at and decide if you want to get involved. And then finally, our producer extraordinaire, uh, Sir Mixalot, and our part time contributor at Badlands Brandon. He'll be sure to post his plays on Twitter for you as well. If you want to catch the video of this podcast, be sure to go to our YouTube channel. That's winning. Streak Weekly, Winning Streak Weekly on YouTube, like and subscribe. Uh, the YouTube handle, same as the Twitter handle, at WStreakWeekly. NBA, we're recording this show on Wednesday night, uh, and we've got Elimination Night. Elimination. Uh, Milwaukee and Miami. Miami, the eighth seed, looking to What are you doing? Oust. What are you Oust. doing? The what one are you doing? in Milwaukee. What are you doing? Bucks, what are you doing? Well, I'll tell you there's something interesting about this. Miami's looked great. They've played hard. They had to come through the play-in tournament to get into the main the main playoffs. Um Miami has a three to one lead over the one seed, but I'll tell you, Vegas just does not want to let that go. Miami's such a small series favorite uh, in this, in this even after being up three to one. Uh, it's it's really interesting here. Let's take a look at this. The Heat minus one forty before this game tips off for Game Five, uh, and the Bucks only plus one fifteen. So for the Bucks to win three games in a row, you're barely getting plus money. Uh, it's something's fishy. Something's rotten in Denmark. Something's telling me they're begging you, begging you to bet Miami only laying 140, figuring they can win one game or the next three to oust the number one seed Bucks. But, and then flip side of that coin, if you think of it this way, the Bucks are going to be favored in all three games. They're a 12 point favorite here in game five at home. Um, if they win that game, which I expect they will, in fact, I like them to cover that spread and blow Miami out of the water uh, on Tuesday night. We'll see. Chart me. Uh, this podcast will air after that game. So here I am telling you I liked Miami, and that was our plays on Twitter. 
uh, one of them, not Miami, excuse me, Milwaukee, laying the heavy jumbo, minus 12 against Miami. So um, that's a that's a, a that's one thing to think about. Even if they my, uh, Miami gets back home and it's three two, they're not going to be favored. Even at home, Milwaukee will again be favored on the road. And then I would expect if you saw a, a game seven back at Milwaukee, you're looking at double digits or close to it again for Milwaukee. So that is why. Uh, you see Miami is only a $1.40 favorite to get a win here and close out the number one seed, Bucks. Uh, but it's elimination night for a one seed. Miami has them on the ropes. Another elimination night, the Knicks and the Cavaliers. Another play I really like. I really like the Cavaliers at home to win this game. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I wouldn't be completely opposed to that, but I love them on the money line. Uh, laying minus 230, 235, depending on which shop you're at. I parlayed with DraftKings, minus 235, along with the uh, Bucks, minus 12. So I got Miami, uh, I mean, I got the Milwaukee Bucks laying 12 points, parlayed with the Cavaliers on the money line. I think the Cavaliers get this win at home and extend this series at least to six games. Philadelphia, they're in the catbird seat. They're in the recliner. They're eating the popcorn. They're getting their uh, treatment. They're getting ready. They've already moved on to round two. They're watching these games. Boston and Atlanta, I talked about a little bit in the opening segment. Boston, man, did they blow a chance to uh, go ahead and, and wrap things up at home against Atlanta. Trey Young throwing daggers in the fourth quarter. They should have put Boston should have put everybody they had on Trey Young, knowing he'd be the guy taking the shots late. Uh, but Trey Young just absolutely buried a three with about five seconds to go from somewhere between the three point arc and the half court uh, to move uh, the series back down to Atlanta. Denver they closed out Minnesota last night. Uh, their way, their uh, their their series is set. They'll face Phoenix, who closed out the Clippers. Fe- uh, Denver and Phoenix have moved on to the second round. Kind of an unfortunate draw for the Nuggets, the number one seed. They get the favorite in the West, the four seed Phoenix. And why is Phoenix the favorite? Uh, Durant and Booker. <laughs> Durant and Booker on the same team. So Phoenix made the big move uh, at the. Uh, a trade deadline and brought Kevin Durant in. Kevin Durant, the offensive juggernaut, rebounding machine. Uh, maybe not the defensive presence, but he can certainly light it up and get the points in there still, even at this advanced stage of Durant's career. So um, we'll see. Denver, I took before the season started to win the West at eight and a half to one. I got him as a one seed, but unfortunately, my one seed has to play who closed uh, as the favorite as the playoffs opened in the West, Phoenix. We got Sacramento, Golden State, probably the best round one series. Uh, Two to two, late game here as we tape on Wednesday night. Uh, Too tough for me to call. Right now it's been the home team winning and covering in all four games. Does that trend continue? Big Daddy C would say, don't buck the trend, ride the trend. The trend is your friend. So if you're going to play it, maybe you should play Sacramento. All favorite, one and a half, two points. 
at home. That series is tied up 2-2, a lot to be decided there. And then finally, the two-seed out west uh, fighting for their life, the Memphis Grizzlies against the L.A. Lakers. Uh, Grizz down 3-1. to one. Been a tough second half of the season for the Grizzlies. It really has. You had John Morant acting like a thug, posting on social media himself in nightclubs, brandishing a pistol. Uh, like he was auditioning to be in the Crips of the Bloods. Definitely didn't look like the kind of NBA star you want to build your franchise around. Uh, definitely doesn't look like the kind of NBA star you want your kid wearing their jerseys. Just not ready for the moment. Uh, call it immaturity. Call it thug life. Call it what you want to. But it has disrupted, disrupted uh, what had been a, you know, a good run for the last three seasons for the Grizzlies. And now they find themselves as a two seed down to LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the LA Lakers three to one at Memphis game going right now. As we record Memphis looking good uh, to stave off elimination in the second quarter, 56, 44, about three minutes left in the second quarter. Big daddy C he's got a parlay. With Milwaukee minus the 12 and Memphis over, over 222 and a half. Uh, they're okay, but they need to get some buckets here and keep scoring uh, to push that number more toward the high 220s uh, as we head into halftime. So this is the game that we I've got on as we record this uh, podcast. Memphis, you know, up 10. Two and a half minutes to go in the second second quarter, trying to stave off elimination, but I don't think there's any way. No, nah, I don't think there's any way with that trash talking Dylan and uh, John Morant, who's not ready to be the face of a franchise, had to face a suspension late in the season and then go into rehab for social media posts. I never heard of such a thing, but that's where he went. Uh, maturity rehab, maybe, maybe, maybe they should make John Morant and NBA players take that NFL IQ test. Maybe she come up with the NBA IQ test. Uh, but anyway, the IQ was not too high on John Morant posting pictures of him with a pistol in a nightclub uh, on social media. And this comes right on the heels of his entourage uh, training their lasers from what would be presumed their pistols on some of the members of the Pacers outside the FedEx Forum in Memphis. Uh, that was kind of investigated ruled to be nothing happened and brushed under the rug, but they couldn't brush the social media posts a month later of John Moran under the rug. And really, that's fallen. The Grizzlies have fallen apart. I know they've been able to win without Moran, but they weren't able to win without Moran this time with this crazy suspension uh, around his immaturity and AKA thug life, whatever you want to call it. But uh, we'll see. Does Morant, a young, Morant, a young man, a young star in the NBA, does he write the ship? I mean, America's a land of second chances, I guess. Big Daddy C will tell you it wasn't that big of a deal. I'll tell you, I had just gone to a Grizzlies game two, three weeks prior <laughs> and uh, bought a $140 John Morant jersey for my 11-year-old son. And I was appalled by the social media posts. And I thought it was a horrible example for kids. I'm not against gun rights. That's not what I'm saying. If he was out hunting, uh, duck hunting in Stuttgart, I'd be, you know, more power to you, buddy. But not out brandishing a pistol 
in a nightclub in Denver, Colorado. No thanks. Anyway, right now, as we head to half, the Grizzlies look okay. They look like they may be able to defeat the Lakers in Memphis and extend this series to a, a game six. Uh, but you know how the NBA is. Could be a big run in this second half by LeBron and Anthony and company. And uh, this could be the elimination night for the Grizzlies. So, you know, to wrap that up, let's take a look at these series to be. Uh, if you wanted to jump on Denver and Phoenix, uh, the series odds on Denver and Phoenix, Phoenix, even though they don't have home court advantage, they are a dollar forty favorite. Um, at the moment, Golden State's a big favorite, even though it's tied two to two. And even though they don't have home field advantage, you might really find some value on the Sacramento Kings here at plus one eighty. Golden State minus two twenty. We talked about the Bucks and the Heat. Heat only a dollar forty favorite, even though they hold a three to one advantage. And the Celtics. After blowing the closeout game last night, that series at three to two, Celtics, you gotta lay big money. Twenty five hundred if you want to bet the Celtics, you can get half of that back if you'd like the Hawks at plus twelve hundred twelve to one. Um big uh big month for sports. We've got the uh, NBA playoffs roaring right now. You know, I'm pulling for Philadelphia, got a preseason bet on them to win the East. And Denver Nuggets, a preseason bet to win the West. Denver up against it. You know, if this was later on in the playoffs, I might get a hedge if it was to see who won the championship and take Phoenix, knowing that I had a big score if Denver wins it. But it's too early to hedge. You can't hedge in the second round. It's just a bad draw for me in that uh, Denver, Denver being the one seed and Phoenix just ended up being the four seed, but the favorite in the West. And then over in the East with my Philadelphia pick, I mean, they're the three seed, so that means they've got a they've got a, a lot of work in front of them. It means they're going to have to beat the two and the one. Uh, two and the one. And the first order of business, uh, presumably, would be Boston, if they can find a way to win one of two against Atlanta. Uh, and Philadelphia has really struggled with Boston this year. Did not beat them until the – Last week of the season, beat Boston for the first time all year as Embiid was making his real push for the MVP. Next week, we will dive into Major League Baseball, take a look at some of the uh, um, teams that are streaking in baseball to start out. You know, I've, I've had a few plays here and there in baseball. We'll be posting those on our Twitter handles, so be sure to follow those Twitter handles to see our plays day in and day out. We'll also preview the Kentucky Derby next week. Uh, Big Daddy C and myself, big horse racing fans. We grew up with the races, uh, both horses and greyhound races. Still play the greyhound races, even though there's only a couple of uh, tracks now still running, both in West Virginia. Uh, but everybody tunes in for the Triple Crown, which starts with a run for the roses and the Kentucky Derby. Uh, it's been great, you know, kind of introducing our new brand which is Winning Streak Weekly. Uh, we're going from really being a YouTube show to now being a podcast. Uh, we're going to look to um, give you things to think about when it comes to the wide, wide world of sports gambling, some different kind of plays to make, some different angles, some different ways to think about games. You know, I'll, I'll give you one example here. We'll see if it plays out or not. But I talked earlier about 
Miami only being a dollar forty series favorite to win three in a row against the Bucks. Bucks now a twelve point favorite at home here later on tonight after we finish recording this podcast. I think the Bucks will blow Miami out of the water here. I think there's a reason that those odds on the series are the way they are, and I think there's a reason that they train that line so high uh, on the Bucks. They are begging you to bet Miami. And typically, when you are begged to bet somebody, you better go the other way. Let's lay that 12 with the Bucks tonight and see if we can get that home. But that's just one way of thinking and one way we look at things here. A lot of uh, Badlands, Brandon, he's more analytical, one of our contributors and, and our producer of the show. He's more of a nuts and bolts, X's and O's, you know, matchups kind of guy. The way I look at it, I figure that the Vegas um, – the Vegas crew, the uh, sports book, uh, the house, they, they've accounted for most of those matchups when they put that line up. You know, I kind of want to see, you know, which way the money's moving, where the money on the line is, where the smart money is, where the public money is. And if they're begging you to bet one side, you know, do you have the guts to go take the other side? In this case, the Bucks tonight laying the big numbers. Um, you know, different ways of thinking about it, different philosophies. Uh, one of the biggest bets I've won this year was stopping the 13-game uh, win streak to start out baseball by the Tampa Bay Rays. But they were on the road, and they were at Toronto. They're actually out of the country. Toronto's got a good team. They weren't going to win 162 games the Rays. I just felt like it was the right time to pounce and stop that streak. Uh, and I got it. That was a big win for me. I, I placed that wager over at Southland uh, Casino. Uh, and sportsbook in West Memphis, Arkansas with Big Daddy C. Uh, and we sat back, had some cold beers and some hot wings and watched that one come in. So anyway, it's just about picking your spots. It's just about maximizing your opportunity. And it's about not going broke. It's about not putting your family at risk. All right? So this is not rent money. This is not mortgage money we're talking about playing here. All right? This is not your retirement account. This is discretionary money that you'd like to put to play and turn into more discretionary money. Hey, let's win enough money in our in our uh, entertainment money to take a big trip. Let's go to Vegas. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's go play golf at Pebble Beach next year. You know, whatever you like to do, make some goals and use your discretionary money. This is the kind of money you would use to go to the movies. Okay, this is the kind of money you would use to. Uh, <clears throat> you know, go go play golf or go to a theme park or whatever it is you like to do. This is discretionary money. This is not money that you're taking out of your checking account that needs to get back in there to cover the auto draft for the house payment or the auto insurance. If you're doing that, this is not your program. I don't want that kind of responsibility on me at all. You know, we're going to win some. We're going to lose some. We're going to find some streaks. I can tell you that much. We're going to get on some streaks. And when we get on those streaks, we're going to try to maximize those streaks with our discretionary. All right? Keep it in mind. Keep it real. Keep it fun. And I'll see you right here. Next I week. said united we stand and God we trust. There is no fear. United we stand and God we trust. 